Welcome back to another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast. We're here in the Clear Simple Used Truck Buying Studio. And on Zoom, we have Mark Griffin from Old World Industries, an account executive there. Mark, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. Of course, of course. Thanks, Ken, for having me. You know, really happy to be here. Um, yeah. You know, even though it is virtually, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, you know, like we have an extra chair here in the studio yeah. and and in, in uh, different circumstances or something, maybe you, maybe you'd be here. We'd be sitting here having a conversation. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know. We, we'd be having a coffee right now or something like that, but, uh, and maybe, maybe down the road, we'll be able to do that. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us, you know, virtually here and, and it's exciting to talk to you. You're actually our first virtual guest in this studio space too. So this is a new experience for all of us here too, as well. So, um, you know, I, I do want to, we, we, we start this question off, um, you know, th- we start every interview really with this. We want to learn a little bit about you, your, uh, you know, your, your story in the truck driver story, your story in the truck driving industry. So Mark, just tell us a little about how you got into this industry and, and your background here. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, I've been, um, you know, I've been exposed to kind of the construction trucking business for, um, for a while now. I mean, um, you know, I have family, um, in the construction industry, demolition, um, concrete and everything. So. Um, you know, I've been about around the big rigs, around the excavators and the diggers and everything for, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, you know, I always knew I wanted to go into something that had to do with the automotive industry, um, you know, really have a passion for it. And, um, you know, I had a I had a friend who started working here um, with the Old World Industries and specifically the Road Truth programs as well. Um, he was talking to me about it. It seemed like really good opportunity. So, um, you know, fresh out of college. Looking to start my career, I uh, came over here, and uh, yeah, it's just been uh, living the dream ever since, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, how long have you been at, at Old World Industries now? Then about two years, uh, coming two up years. on two years now. So um, nice, awesome. A lot to learn in such a short amount of time, but hey, no, I get it. So um, we we always ask this question. We uh, we like to know this, you know, you. You know, you're, you're in the trucking industry here. Uh, it's fun to get different perspectives from different angles and different pieces and parts of this, of this big picture here in the trucking industry. Um, what do you think makes a successful truck driver? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I don't hold a CDL, so I can't talk specifically from behind the, uh, yeah. behind the windshield there, but, um, you know, from our perspective, you know, the biggest thing that makes a successful driver is somebody who you know, it's taking care of their equipment. Um, the biggest thing we see is, you know, if you take care of your equipment, your equipment's going to take care of you. Um, so when it comes to that, the biggest thing I like to think is, you know, along the lines of like the preventative maintenance, um, you know, really makes, you know, a successful driver, um, you know, getting into a six month routine of checking your coolant levels, those inhibitor packages that are in that coolant, um, you know, making sure everything that you're putting into your, um, Equipment is exactly what the um, the OEM specifies. So whether that's Volvo, Mac, you know, any of the other big companies there, um, you know, And when you're doing that, I'd normally like to check for three specific things. Um, those would be the the color of the coolant. Um, that's typically red for any any of those heavy duty coolants that you'd be normally be putting into your engines. There, um, there are a couple outliers, whether it might be pink or yellow, um, but that typical color is red. So. Um, you know, and then you also want to check for that clarity, make sure there's no impurities in there, make sure your, your coolant's running as clean as possible. Um, you know, if you're seeing any impurities in there, I'd say go get it checked out. You know, there might be um, some issues there internally that need to get checked out. Um, and then also check that that freeze point. You know, the worst thing that could probably happen is, you know, you're, you're up in the mountains 
And, uh, you know, you stop in for the night, you start the truck up in the morning, all your lines are frozen. Um, so, yeah, I would check that. It's normally varying around the range, about negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit is what you're looking for there. And, um, you know, you can use tools like a refractometer to um, to check those, um, you know, those temperatures. It'll give you a pretty accurate reading there. Um, you know, and, you know, coolant cool is probably the biggest um, problem, you know, that you can run into there when it comes to maintenance, but also, you know, when it comes to DEF as well, you know, like making sure you're sourcing your DEF from a, from a reputable source. Um, you know, you only have, want to use the highest grade materials when you're coming to DEF. So that's, you know, your deionized water, really high quality. And then, um, you know, that high quality urea as well. You know, there's different grades. Um, so you want to make sure that the stuff that you are sourcing, you know, has the ISO 2241 certification and the API certification as well, you know, because those lower grade materials over time, you know, you're going to do some serious damage to your SCR. So in addition to those low grade materials, um, you know, causing buildup, causing back pressure into the engine and overall, you know, um, shortening the lifespan of your equipment. So, you know, when your truck's down, you know, you can't really work, you know? So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think this is going to be a mystery. What's your role in the truck driver story? Oh, Hey, well, you know, uh, I mainly focus in uh cool it and uh deaf, if you couldn't tell, um, you know, it's probably the most, um, the most impactful thing, you know, I like to, I like to think, um, so yeah, I mainly, um, you know, I go out, I do, um, I do trainings, I do informational meetings, um, vendor nights to make sure that, you know, um, you know, make is a very confusing topic because the, the cooling industry is, um, you know, it, it can be all over the place. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to know. And I try to, um, you know, make sure that I convey, you know, the, the best options in the, uh, in the easiest way possible so that, um, so that everyone can be informed. It gets crazy up there sometimes with those uh, with those cool ones, especially over you know the past like 10, 15 years. Oh um, yeah, man. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean this in, you know this industry you know you you spend a lot of time talking about maintenance. That's super important. You know we get that every now and then here and there, mm -hmm. but um, you know what the value for a truck driver of making sure that they are maintaining their unit long term. Mm -hmm. You know how valuable is it to make sure you're hitting those mile markers of maintenance to make sure you're getting the life out of that truck? How valuable do you think that is? Oh, definitely. It's extremely valuable. Not only, you know, monetarily, cause you know, if you're, if your engine's not running correctly, you know, that's downtime, um, that's labor costs to get that equipment fixed for you. Um, you know, and then on top of that as well, it's, it's peace of mind, you know, hitting those maintenance markers, although it is sort of tedious, you know, at least, you know, you're driving something that, you know, will support you. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, you know, just having that clear head going onto the road, knowing that like everything that you've done up to this point, um, make sure that you're safe, that your equipment's safe and, you know, you get where you're going at the end of the day. That's, um, that's definitely the biggest, most important thing, you know. One of the messages we get a lot just from a big picture perspective, and I think everybody understands this, is especially as an owner operator, is it's treating this thing like a business. And you know, you talk about maintenance, there that's that's a piece that you know might get overlooked a little bit at times, but there's so much preventative maintenance that you can do to help, you know, you know, keep yourself from some longer term issues for sure. And, you know, it sounds like old world industries is definitely one of the companies that presents some products that can help that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, we, um, 
we like to pride ourselves in the technologies that we provide, um, especially through the Road Choice Program. Um, you know, we only, we only like to do, give the best. You know, we, um, we have great technologies. Um, you know, most of them are meeting or exceeding those, um, those OEM specifications um, to make sure that, you know, we're not only hitting that mark, but we're going above and beyond to make sure that um, everything that you're doing is, um, you know, to the best of its ability. Um, Thanks. You know, so, you know the, the, the last couple of years have been wild you know, Mark, and it's been a, it's been a crazy couple of years and a very disruptive, um, you know, very disruptive time in, in the country, but you know, the, the industry is booming here, the, the trucking industry has been booming and there's a lot of changes there. You know, what kind of disruptions have you kind of seen from your perspective, uh, in this yeah. industry? Definitely. Well, some of the, um, I would say the, um, the biggest like disruptors or trends in the industry that we're seeing right now, is um, all of these these major OEMs? So those you know those manufacturers are moving away from um, certain coolants and certain um, chemicals inside of those coolants that may be causing uh, long term damage. Um, so we're seeing a lot of shift from a from a nitrated um, OAT technology, which is uh, an organic acid technology. Um, it's you know it's, there's no solids in it. It's all um, it's all chemical. Um, so you don't have to deal with, and I'm sure the, the people who have been in the industry in a while will be familiar with a couple of these words here, but now, nah, you know, you're not going to have to worry about that scale. There's going to be uh, no dropout of your, um, of your inhibitor package. You won't deal with any of that green, green goo or gel um, in your systems. It, um, it really simplifies the process because, you know, as complicated as the technologies get, it's kind of like the more you know, the less you have to do. Um, so, you know, the, the better you're understanding what you're putting into your um, truck, the, you understand that the less, um, the less maintenance you're going to have to do, you know, you don't have to check it every 20,000 miles. You can check it every six months now, or, you know, there, there's a larger periods of time where, um, you know, that peace of mind comes into play. Um, but yeah, back to the, back to the changes in uh, the technologies, we're seeing a movement away from those nitrated OATs over to just a nitride-free um, technology. So those are just our OAT technologies, um, as well as a chemical called 2EH. Um, it's been known to um, kind of reduce the life of any of the, um, like those rubber gaskets, any of the head gaskets, um, basically anything that's um, meant to be elastic. Um, it's been wearing the life down on those as well. So um, I believe there's only two OEMs on the market right now that's still use an OAT as their, or an NOAT as their factory fill. Most of them are moving towards the, um, towards that new technology. Um, you know, and it keeps your engine running smoother for longer. And, um, you know, removing those nitrites as well, the overall expands the lifestyle, the lifespan of the coolant as well, by I believe about 250,000 miles. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's a big difference there as well in the, uh, in the maintenance schedule then. How else is, you know, this last couple of years forced old world industries to kind of adapt and adjust? Like, has there been some things that have kind of forced you guys to, to change some things around how you do business the last couple of years? Definitely. Oh, definitely. There's, um, well, you know, obviously uh, the work from home has been the biggest, uh, the biggest change. And you know, normally um, our company or now all of our teams would be very integrated together in the same, uh, in the same building, but um, you know, big changes now, but you know, I haven't seen it really impact the, um, the business as a whole more than anything um you know it's actually kind of feels like we're working more as a uh, conducive team nowadays 
Yeah, on top of that, we also see changes in the, the marketplace as well. I know um, if anybody's keeping up with the uh, expansion in um, EV, the electric vehicle market as well, there's a huge explosion in um, you know, um, EV moving into the trucking industry as well. We've seen several you know, companies come out with their own um, electric powered semi trucks and right. those require different technologies than the likes of a, you know, a combustion engine, anything diesel. Um, so we're seeing movements in the coolant market towards like an EV based coolant as well. Um, you know, we want to be at the forefront of those emerging markets. And then also we're starting to see the, um, the introduction of um, two specific um, minerals, uh, to any silicates and phosphates actually being moved back into those OAT formulas as well. Um, across the globe, um, you know, we're seeing improved um, aluminum. And uh, like I said before, those elastometers, those rubber parts, um, we're starting to see an increase in protection from those two um, compounds as well. So, you know, a lot of changes coming up in the industry. It feels sure. like, um, you know, you make two moves, but your one's moved behind already. Because <laughs> the thing coming out. Um, so, you know, we always just want to make sure that, um, you know, for our U.S. markets and our Canadian markets, uh, you know, as close to home as possible, um, that we're making sure that we're keeping up and competing um, to make sure that we're giving what we can um, to the, you know, to the owner operators, to those, to those groups, um, to the bigger companies, you know, everybody involved, you know, we want to make sure um, succeeds. For sure. You guys have a, you guys have a webinar coming up with uh, old world or with uh, road choice, you and old world industries, road choice, have a, a webinar coming up here. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. In two weeks time, I believe that's the 29th of September, we have a webinar coming up um, to discuss some new technologies that we're actually bringing to the market. Um, one of those specifically is our road choice. Uh, it's a nitrate free um, extended life coolant. Um, we already have one on the market. That is the OAT technology. Um, this NF, um, you know, the, the one that we have on the market right now is very, it's very robust inhibitor package. Um, you know, it'll, it'll get you to a million miles. There's no need for any, um, you know, top ups or extenders or maintenance or anything um, along those lines. But we see that the, the market isn't quite there yet, you know, in certain applications um, for a package that's so robust, you know, it's almost twice the size of a normal um, inhibitor package that we've seen in OAT technology. So um, we want to release something that would be more, um, readily available through the road choice program. And that is that NF technology. Um, you know, it has a slightly less robust inhibitor package, still provides the same level of protection. And with the use of an extender at um, around 600,000 miles, um, you know, that cooling can easily be pushed to a million miles. So, um, you know, same, same technologies, same everything. Um, just that inhibitor package, again, is just a little bit less um, robust. Awesome. Well, we'll yeah. look forward to, uh, we'll look forward to that. And, uh, Mark, I appreciate your time, man. It's been great talking to you. Appreciate awesome. you spending a little bit of time with us today. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it too. Um, you know, I just want to bring up one more, um, one more topic, um, before we head off here, um, the changes in the, in the deaf market as well. I know we focus a lot on cool in here, but there's some, uh, there's definitely some exciting changes coming there. Um, normally deaf, you know, is seen as a commodity more than anything. Um, as I touched on before, you know, but past like making sure we're hitting all those certifications and specifications with ISO and the API, 
Um, we're starting to see some changes from, uh, you know, our, our neighbors across the pond there in Europe. They're starting to add a, uh, a premium DEF option to their lineups. Um, you know, and that actually sets out to solve a really big problem that we see in the industry now, um, you know, especially in the agricultural business and construction business, something that has, you know, high hour, low mileage um, engines uh, and on road as well, you know. Um, and these packages that they're offering inside of these, um, inside of the DEF um, has been shown to reduce um, buildups and deposits in those SCR systems um, when used continuously, which is amazing because that's probably one of the biggest issues that we see with those SCRs is, you know, you get that buildup, you get back pressure, you're shortening the lifespan of your engine, you're reducing your NPGs and, um, you know, across the board, it's a good, Commodity is a good fix, you know, we're helping the environment with it, but, you know, we're not helping ourselves at the end of the day. Um, you know, we, we run into a lot of problems with it when, um, you know, it's not reaching an optimal temperature to be ran at. So this actually sets out to solve those problems. And with the continuous use, we don't see, um, we don't see back pressure. We don't see those deposits building up in your systems. And overall, you know, that extends the lifespan saves you a little bit of money, um, saves you downtime. And, um, you know, overall, again, it all comes back to that peace of mind where, you know, you're driving down the road and you're not going to be aired out. You know, you're not going to just get a flash of SCR errors and, uh, you know, your engine's going to want to shut down on the side of the road. This mm. you know, is there to prevent that. So it's, um, it's something that we're really excited here and here at Old World specifically about because we are actually the first um, people in the U.S. market to be able to provide something like this to the consumer. Um, it's Blue Death Platinum. It's available, um, you know, from Old World and direct um, to the likes of the Volvo and um, Mac um, dealerships as well. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're very excited about it. And I'm sure we'll see the market catch up eventually. But for right now, we, um, you know, it's our pride and joy. It's uh, it's something that was just helpful to uh, be able to help out the, uh, you know, those owner operators, those customers, um, basically everybody affected by it can see an upside from using this product. So it's, uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you took a little bit of time to tell us about that. And uh, it's really fun to see your passion about truck maintenance and, and going out and helping this wonderful industry. So Mark, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. Definitely, definitely, Ken. I want to just, you know, thanks again for, uh, you know, giving us the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. It was the pleasure is all ours. That's another episode of the successful driver podcast. Thank you so much for listening, watching wherever you're consuming this again. Thanks to Mark Griffin with old world industries. It's been an absolute pleasure and we'll catch you later.